You're listening to When Love Shows Up, weekly reflections on God's presence. I'm Philip Duvall, the rector of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer in Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you for joining us. Well, friends, this is something like a rerun. I wrote this uh, about a year ago, well, a year ago for, for our Holy Week last year. And um, I want to read it again. I want us to have this in the front forefront of our minds as we enter into this Holy Week because, well, it's still relevant today. And we are still um, experiencing the effects of this pandemic um, during this time and are limiting the way we're able to be together and experiencing some pretty difficult things. So uh, I thought I would just sort of re- remind you or, or, or restate uh, what I said last year. So here we go. Christians call the week before Easter Holy Week. During this time, it is our custom to observe what we call Jesus' Passion. I have always been thrown off by this wording, the use of the word passion. In my mind, passion is connected to intense longing, desire, and yearning. It is a word often connected to romantic relationships or those things which captivate our hearts. But during Holy Week, the passion uh, to which we are referring is the suffering and death of Jesus. And as much of a church apologist as I am, I've always had trouble getting my head around it. Of course, the reason is simple. The word passion comes from the Latin word that means suffering. This is a thing Christians love to do, by the way. We love to remind people that a word commonly used to mean one thing means something else in the Greek or Latin or Hebrew, and then we insist on using the arcane, churchy meaning. I did it twice last week. I felt very fancy and very smart. That being said, it is fascinating that this word that so readily calls to mind intense desire has its roots in suffering. We know Jesus suffers. We know he experiences abandonment and betrayal, is lied about and feels forsaken, is beaten, whipped, stripped, and killed. But when we use the word passion to describe this, it can remind us of something incredibly important about Jesus. His suffering is directly connected to the intensity of his divine desire to share life with us. The story of Christianity is the story of a God and a people in love relationship, and it is overwhelmingly a story of God seeking to be faithful to that love and to draw us ever deeper into the eternally liberating reality of our connectedness. The love between God and humanity, between creator and creation, is the defining reality of our existence. God's desire for you to more fully know the love for which you were created, coupled with God's recognition that we feel separated, isolated, and alone, 
is at the heart of Jesus' suffering for and with humanity. I want to be clear. I'm not just saying that Jesus likes us so much that he's willing to suffer. I'm saying that Jesus' suffering is the embodiment of God's frustrated desire for communion with us. God builds us for love relationship. We are enslaved by sin in such a way that we shy away from the vulnerable power of that love. But Jesus shows up to bind up our wounds, even the self-inflicted ones, and to repair the love relationship for which we were born. Humanity resists for all the reasons you can imagine. We do so out of fear and insecurity, or out of complacency or ignorance of the power of love. We do so because we're broken and scared, or because we don't want to give up what we have, or threaten the warm, suffocating blanket of the status quo. Whatever our motivation, we have the tendency to run from love. In Jesus, we see the suffering of both God and humanity when God's desire for closeness is frustrated. In Holy Week, we see that God's love can live in the tension of desire and suffering. Remember, we are trained by the world to believe that love is conditional and binary. So if we are good to God, God will love us, and if we are bad to God, God will hate us. If we make Jesus suffer, then how can he still desire us? If we do not act lovable, how can we be loved? In this mindset, Jesus' passion seems impossible to us. We stand before the cross stupefied by the idea that anyone could call this Friday good. But look at our world in the time of COVID-19. Our current suffering is a strong indicator of our desire for closeness. Now, more than ever, in this period of prolonged isolation and solitude, we are realizing how much we want each other, how much we love one another, how radically interwoven our lives are, how very much we belong to each other. Like Jesus, our suffering is a sign and embodiment of our desire for closeness. God's passion in Jesus Christ is good, profoundly good, utterly good. It's good because it shatters our insistent belief in conditionality and forces us to reorient our very understanding of love around the life-giving, sacrificial desire of God embodied in Jesus complete and total solidarity 
with humanity at all costs. Jesus' passion is also essentially good because it makes clear the reality that desire and suffering can exist side by side. That love can live wholeheartedly in that tension. I need to hear that right now. I need to know that love can live in the midst of my suffering and in the midst of this isolation. I need even to remember that much of my suffering is just a result of the depth of my heart's yearning for relationship. None of this is meant to glorify suffering or idealize the pain we experience. Rather, Jesus' passion is a living testament to just how fundamental connection and love are to God and to us, God's beloved children. That's who we are. Our current suffering is unfortunate. It's sad and difficult. It is, it is also tremendously revelatory. It lays bare our desire, makes plain the intensity of our longing for the love for which we were made. It's not fun, this passion, but it's honest and it's significant. During Holy Week, we focus on the passion of Jesus. Maybe you're tempted to think that since you can't be in a church building this week, you will not be able to meditate properly on Jesus' passion. But this year, this week, you have the capacity not just to meditate on it, but to experience and participate in the passion of Jesus like never before. This has been When Love Shows Up, a podcast of the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer. From Cincinnati, Ohio, the Queen of the Midwest, the crown jewel of the Buckeye State, this is Philip Duvall. Remember, you are blessed, and you are a blessing. Thank you for listening.